0: Hello, my name is Tom Longano, and this is Boy Stories. Alright, welcome to Season 2. I'm back! Did you miss me? Oh, you missed me. Yes, you did. Okay, so there's a lot of really exciting stuff that's coming in Season 2, and I'm so excited to share the red book of stories, since Season 1 was the blue book of stories. Um, It's been a couple months. I'm excited to be in front of a microphone again, This is super fun. Before we start on the Red Book, though, I thought it would be cool because I've been working on the Green Book of Stories, which is the follow-up to the Red Book of Stories, as many of you know. I thought it would be cool to share some of the stories I've been working on. So the first two episodes of season two are actually not going to be Red Book stories. They're going to be parts one and two of a never-before-released story. So no one has heard this story before. Uh, No one has read it. No one has heard it. Except for me and now you guys, so that's really exciting. I thought that because the people who listen to this podcast really are fans of the boy stories, I wanted to like kind of give them something as as like a thank you for all the listens because I can see that you guys are still listening. I see the numbers uh, every day, I see the reviews, all that. So so thank you for still listening. I really appreciate it, and I hope you enjoy these new special stories. Now I will say while I'm presenting the this these stories, well this two part story as, as part of the Green Book of Stories. It, it's part of the green book now, but the green book has like, honest. so I've been working on it for a while. It has like 30 stories. I tend to write way more stories than actually fit in the books. So the green book is going to be 14 stories, just like the red and blue book. And so these stories that I'm about to read, you might get cut. And sometimes it's, that's not even, it's like beyond me in some ways, right? doesn't mean they're bad stories. Just sometimes they don't totally fit or like, there's a lot of other things with when you're making a book of stories. That end up, you know, influencing the decision process. Like, for example, I have stories that are now in the Green Book of Stories or in this pool of stories for the Green Book of Stories that I'd originally written for Blue Book. Right. So stories will get like kicked down the line. Like sometimes I'll say like, hey, I need to think about this one longer. Uh, I'm going to edit it more. Um, or maybe it just maybe like, for example, if I have five stories with jeffrey i might have a sixth jeffrey story that i really like but i'm saying okay i'm going to move that to the next collection you know it could be that simple but these stories too like uh running away part one and two the stories i'm going to read on on these two podcast episodes i thought it'd be really cool to kind of show you i mean not totally a work in progress because they they've been edited to it to a decent extent but but they will probably continue to be edited so like when they're published they're gonna they're gonna change so so you can kind of like you can kind of see uh sort of like the stories as they're being made and um we can enjoy that aspect of it too. I, I I think it'll be fun. A little bit about running away. I wrote this actually this was this was one of the first stories I wrote when I was writing the blue book of stories. So this is one of the ones that's been around for a long time. And I went on camping trips and stuff when I was a teacher, and I always loved um how a lot of the boys would 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 act in the wilderness, right? Like sometimes the so, certain boys would be like scared of the woods or whatever, but then other boys would suddenly, they'd be like, I'm a master hunter. Like I know everything. As you can imagine, there's a certain character that will be like that in this story. Uh And another reason I'm fond of the running away stories is because these were some of the stories I was writing when I was first really developing the characters for Blue Book. But that's also why it's, it's cool for me to finally be able to share it. Um, So, hope you guys enjoy it, and thank you for listening. Without further ado, here is Running Away, Part 1. On Friday afternoon, the accomplices met at Jake's house with backpacks of only the barest essentials. Timmy had dreamed of this moment ever since last Tuesday when Leo suggested it. They were running away and never coming back. Leo now sat on Jake's stoop, his mind hard at work sorting through last-minute details. Porge hopped from foot to foot and complained about his bag, which had nothing in it except for a water bottle, a change of socks, and his family's massive eight-person tent. Porge didn't have siblings, but his family liked their space when they camped. Jake then appeared at his door, bag in hand, backwards hat firmly, on his head. We're in the clear, he announced. My mom says to have fun camping. Oh, we'll have fun said Leo, exchanging glances with his comrades. When we never come back. The boys smiled. Timmy looked from friend to friend, both thrilled and terrified to embark upon this perilous journey. He figured he would miss Mr. L and school and all the other students who wouldn't be escaping with them. But Leo had insisted that four was the best number. Leo stopped at the edge of Jake's lawn, cleared his throat, and stared at each boy in turn. As we depart upon this epic adventure, he began, we go with full knowledge that we will never, ever return. We will never hug our mothers again, or our fathers, or our grandmothers, or our grandfathers. No family member will ever see us again, alive or dead. Fellow runaways, we now look one last time upon our native land, and we bid farewell to the comforts of home forever. The boys followed Leo's example and placed hands over their hearts, then turned to stare at Jake's house. Leo made Porge switch because his hand was on the wrong side. Good, nodded Leo after this solemn moment of silence. Now to the plan. Timmy and I have mapped out a- What up, losers? The boys froze. Porge yelped in surprise. They all knew that voice. Jumping out from behind a gray minivan, wearing baggy camo pants and an enormous backpack, was Greg. Going somewhere, he asked. Leo was first to recover from shock. That's none of your business, he said. Sure it is, Greg said happily. I was hiding behind that car, and not one of you dweebs even noticed. I'm super stealthy like that. It's what happens when you're a hunter. What are you doing, Timmy asked. I was hiding yesterday, too, behind the trash can near the swings. So I know your whole plan. We were there for like 30 minutes, Porge pointed out. That's a long time to be behind a trash can. Thank you, said Greg, accepting this as a compliment. Anyway, I want in. I'm coming with you. In the stunned silence that followed this bold statement, Leo's brow narrowed. What makes you think we'd let you come? He asked. Greg was ready for this. Because if you don't, he replied, I'm going to each of your houses right now and I'm telling your parents exactly what's going on. This was followed by yet another moment of shock. Timmy couldn't believe his ears. Porridge choked a little on his tongue. How do you sleep at night, said Jake. Like a baby, Greg said. I don't think babies sleep well, Timmy pointed out. His cousin recently had a baby, so he knew. I sleep like a baby log, Greg shot back, continuing in his normal tone of voice, which was just a bit louder than everyone else's. A baby log with a sparkly, clear conscience. Because when I heard you were all running away, Leo shushed him loudly, then glanced around as if even the trees had ears. Greg shrugged. Secrecy was no concern of his. At first, I was totally bummed that you guys forgot to invite me. He went on. But then I remembered you're all pretty lame anyway, so I didn't care. I decided to come and forgive your lameness. So we're even. He held out his hand as a gesture of peace. The boys looked as if the hand was infected with disease. This is blackmail, said Porge. This is blackmail, and it's against the law. You get put in jail for this, Greg. I- I'm going to call the police. You'll get sent to jail. Oh, yeah? Well, what do you think your mommy's going to do when the police tell her you try to run away? Greg laughed loudly. Some things are worse than jail, Gordy Porgy. Porge's face turned deep red, but he didn't have a response. Leo and Timmy shared a look. Like it or not, they were stuck with Greg. Fine, Leo admitted, as if the word tasted sour. Greg, you... He forced it out. You can come. I don't want to go anymore, Porge muttered. Porge, you swore you wouldn't be fat, said Leo, so don't start now. I'm not fat, Porge insisted. This is true. Porge was the skinniest of the bunch. For reasons none now remembered, he had one day been dubbed fat, and no matter how hard he tried... He had not been able to shake it. What Greg did was sneaky and despicable, Leo continued. But we can't do anything about it. We can't help the fact that Greg is Greg. So, Greg, he swallowed. Welcome to the group. And then, with what Timmy thought to be downright heroic bravery, Leo stepped forward and took Greg's hand. As Greg pumped his arm up and down, he wiggled his eyebrows at Porch. Now back to our mission, Leo continued, as he wiped his hand on his shorts. We will be running away and never coming back. As I was saying, before we were so rudely interrupted, Timmy and I have mapped out a route. At this queue, Timmy held up a piece of paper covered in orange crayon and displayed it to the others. As you can see, Leo explained, tracing his finger along a central orange squiggle, our first step is the river where we will settle on wild land and begin our colony colony interrupted greg what are we a bunch of ants he laughed loudly at his own cleverness no one else laughed leo glared at him our colony of runaways he said coldly we intend to do this properly greg an enormous amount of thought and planning has gone into this noble mission and i'd appreciate it if you didn't spoil it with stupidity greg shrank somewhat beneath leo's withering glare He opened his mouth to retort, but couldn't think of anything to say, so he just kind of grunted. "'The plan is to hide there on the river,' Timmy said, pointing to the map, "'until news of our disappearance settles down. "'Faking our own deaths will most likely be necessary,' Leo added, with gravity. "'And after our parents forget about us and call off the search parties, "'we can move on to where we'll never come back.'" There was a pause as the others digested this plan, Uh, how long till our parents forget, Porge asked. Couple of months, Leo said with a shrug, and by then we'll be more than ready to move on. Couple of months? How will we eat? Porge regretted not paying closer attention during the planning sessions. Don't be fat, Leo said automatically. We've got provisions and tools for hunting, trapping, skinning, fishing, and farming when our supplies run out. Once we've eaten all the local wildlife, we must resort to thievery. His words had a weight to them that no boy dared oppose. Moments like this made Leo the unquestioned leader in all the company's esteem. All the company, that is. Except Greg. "'That's ridiculous,' he said again, too loudly. "'I'll kill a deer. I've done it before, hunting with my uncle. My dad says a whole family can live off one deer for weeks. Easy, but you gotta butcher it right. I got his big hunting knife with me and an extra pair of camo pants. No way I'm gonna need to steal anything.' "'He's right,' said Jake at once. "'I'm not stealing. "'When we run out of food, I say we eat Greg.' "'The others happily agreed. "'Porridge cheered and clapped. "'Greg's face colored. Uh, "'That's illegal,' he said, "'but his voice betrayed a slight tremble. "'We're runaways now,' Jake replied with a shrug. "'Our entire lives are illegal.' "'Yeah, Greg,' Porridge added. "'Laws don't apply to runaways, "'so we can eat whoever we want.' "'I'd like to see you try and eat me fatso!' Greg shot back, enough, said Leo calmly, as Jake held porridge back from leaping on Greg, bag and all. Listen up. When the food runs out, if Greg can't kill a deer, we eat him. If not, we steal. Got it? Good. Let's go. The authority had spoken. The four original runaways nodded as Greg gave a guttural, exhausted breath ugh, and rolled his eyes. They marched down Jake's street, which ended at a forest that separated the nice, clean suburb from the wild river. Leo pointed out the trail, one that they knew well from other explorations, which led down to the water. As they crossed into the woods, the boys were oddly quiet, each glance behind him catching one final glimpse of the peaceful streets, the rows of welcoming houses, and the perfect manicured lawns. Then they turned their backs on civilization and entered the wilderness. Porridge pointed to a faded U.S. Park Service sign which said they were not allowed to smoke and had to clean up all garbage. Leo, uh, how can we make a fire to cook food, he wondered, if it says no smoking? We are outlaws now, grunted Leo from up ahead. We don't obey rules. Just make a fire without smoke, stupid, Greg snorted from behind. Haven't you ever been camping before? The other boys said nothing. The trail led to a wooden bridge over a creek and the team of fearless runaways paused to observe two turtles sunning themselves on a log. Greg stomped loudly on the bridge and the turtles disappeared with two plops. Wish I'd brought my hunting rifle, Greg announced. Then we could have turtle for dinner. Jake remarked that he too wished he had a gun, but not for the turtles, Porge sniggered. They finally reached the river, a great expanse of murky brown water. Leo stood with his hands on his hips and surveyed the untouched land. Timmy took out the map and squinted at the orange crayon marks, trying to locate their position and wishing he'd used a darker color. Greg threw stones into the river, explaining to Porge how he'd once seen an alligator there bigger than his car. Porge wasn't listening. Instead, he struggled against an urgent, sickening feeling that always struck at the wrong time, like at the beginning of long car trips or during school-wide standardized tests. Porge had to pee. Leo led the way along the riverbank to find a spot to set up camp as Jake swished a stick at passing trees and made explosion noises. Greg told him to stop spitting, so Jake swung his stick harder and made louder explosion noises. Greg turned to Porge and explained, loudly to drown out Jake's noise, how he could catch a fish with his bare hands, and on a good day, if he was careful, with just his pointer finger and thumb. Porge slightly wobbled as he walked because his thighs were pressed together. He tried not to think about the flowing water next to them. This is it, said Leo suddenly. I can feel it. Right there. That's the place. He pointed to a narrow island on the river, just across a small channel. It had a hill covered in trees so that it stuck out of the flat water like a burrowing beast. If we set up our colony on the opposite side, no one will find us, Leo explained as they walked closer. When the police start searching, they won't check it because you can't get there from the land. But how will we get there, Timmy wondered. We'd have to swim. Not me, said at once. I'm not getting in the water, no way. I'd swim that, Greg cut in. It's like five or 15 feet across, and it's shallow too. Easy. I've like ten times farther in way faster water. This, like most of Greg's contributions, received no response. The span of water between them and the island was about 30 feet. The current moved quickly, and its brown surface was cloudy. Timmy guessed that the center was deep. Then Jake pointed to a fallen tree upriver, which extended over the channel to rocks they could use to cross. The boys excitedly ran to the tree, then got on all fours and edged out to the farthest branches. Greg continued to loudly insist on his swimming abilities and how he shouldn't have to crawl around on dead trees. Leo, who was first, stopped at the last branch. Slick ridges of water shot through the rocks beneath them. Porge snapped off a twig and watched it fall to the water, disappear, then resurface downstream. This looks unsafe, he observed. Stop being so fat or the branch will break, Leo said automatically. He looked from rock to rock, preparing to leap. I'm not even fat, Porge burst out, shaking the branch in frustration. He was not in a patient mood due to his current need for the bathroom. Stop calling me fat because I'm not fat, he howled. I'm sick of it i really am leo porges right timmy admitted and leo turned to him in surprise no no not about the fatness he clarified i mean about this branch being unsafe maybe we should turn around there was about four feet of water between them and the nearest rock which had a steep and slippery surface leo hesitated And Greg seized his chance. He declared they were all a bunch of babies that had never been wet in their lives and announced that he would show them how swimming was done. He then rose, shakily, to his feet. The branch cracked and then snapped. The boys yelled as it fell, taking them with it into the rest of the tree beneath. All the boys, that is, except Greg, who toppled over and fell face first into the water. The boys watched, wide-eyed, as Greg resurfaced, flailing and squealing, He blubbered something about his mom before vanishing again beneath the surface. Then Jake separated himself from the branch and stood. He put his backpack on Porge's lap, then removed his backwards cap and pulled it firmly, yet with respect, onto Timmy's hair. Then, before Timmy knew what was happening, Jake stepped off the log. He walked over to where Greg had gone under, then reached in and yanked him out to his feet. The water reached about up to their waists, and the current wasn't very strong. Greg gasped loudly and coughed up water, babbling about an undertow as Jake dragged him to the island. After making sure Greg was fine, Jake pushed a skinny log across the rocks to give the other three boys a makeshift bridge. They quickly crossed and clapped Jake on the back, praising his act of heroism as Timmy returned his hat. Jake just shrugged and muttered something about not wanting to let Greg drown himself like an idiot. So much for swimming, Porge snorted, looking down at Greg, who appeared to be hugging the ground in gratitude. We must now explore the island, Leo announced, to find the perfect spot for our colony. Leo and Timmy jogged up the island slope to get a good look at the land as Jake stripped to his underwear and spread his clothes to dry in the sun and Porge went off to find a secluded bush to relieve himself. On the hill's other side, Leo and Timmy found a patch of grass beside the river, surrounded by big mossy stones and thin trees. Beside it was a muddy strip of beach, where the river lazily moved beneath overhanging branches. It was completely hidden from any passing eyes on land or water. Timmy dropped his bag. It's perfect, he breathed, Leo cupped his hands and called for the others. Five minutes later, everyone, even a shivering Greg, assembled on the grass. Leo announced that this would be their home for the foreseeable future. The boys applauded appropriately. Then came the tent. Porge was more than happy to get the enormous eight-person sleeper off his back, but construction was far from easy. It took four false starts and one shouting match, but after exactly 27 minutes and 32 seconds... The blue and orange double dome stood in the clearing. They knew the exact time because Greg had timed it with his stopwatch to test their survival abilities. He had also given bossy suggestions from a nearby rock where he sat wrapped in a borrowed towel. Apparently, he felt too frail to help. Next, Timmy said that he would build the fire pit because he was the only Boy Scout with a fire safety badge. But then, despite Timmy's careful direction, Porridge dropped a rock on his own foot. Immediately, Timmy's authority as a safety instructor was questioned. Greg insisted that he knew how to treat a wound, but after the fifth band-aid, Porge said he felt fine. The rock wasn't that big after all. Just to be sure, Timmy suggested he elevated it. So, Porge lay back and propped his leg on Greg's shoulder. Jake said it was nice to see Greg being useful after all. Timmy used one-third of their matches until finally the sticks and branches caught a flame. The boys broke into a frenzy of dancing and whooping and hollering. After ten minutes of chanting, they realized the fire had gone out. Finally, with the camp established, Leo looked around at his tired and dirty group of runaways. All this hard work. This was just the beginning. He announced it was time to name their new home. The boys lined up on the muddy strip of beach facing the river, as it glistened yellow in the sunset to perform the solemn rites of initiation. Leo began in a strong voice. I hereby declare this a new free country. Far from the evils of school and society, he exclaimed, we hereby found a nation where all boys are free and equal and no one has to do anything they don't want to do ever again. To honor the heroic deed that occurred upon our dangerous crossing to this wild land, when the stowaway-sneak Greg almost drowned out of immense stupidity, but was saved by the selfless heroism of our brave friend, our settlement, henceforth, shall be called, now and throughout all of history, Jakestown. The following applause was hearty and loud. Each boy shook Jake's hand and congratulated him. Jake almost blushed. Then Leo turned back to the group. We are the first settlers at Jakestown? He said, What should our name be? Uh, what about the camping buddies? Porge offered. Uh, cause we're camping and we're buddies. Porge, we are not camping, we are running away, said Leo gruffly. And that's probably the lamest name I've ever heard. I know, said Greg confidently. What about the Master Hunter tribe of Dangerous Blood Warriors? How about the Runaways? suggested Timmy. The Brotherhood of Runaways, said Jake. I like that said Porge. Lame, said Greg. There's not even any blood. That's it, said Leo, who had been thinking with his eyes closed. <clears throat> Just that. We are the Brotherhood. Everyone agreed. Well, Greg didn't, but no one cared. A dried fox skull was then stuck onto an upright piece of driftwood, and Leo declared that the spirit of the dead fox would watch over their Brotherhood. The skull kept falling off, though, and Greg remarked that this must mean the dead fox was trying to tell them something like that it wanted more blood in the name of their tribe. Leo corrected Greg, saying for the fifth time that they were a colony, not a tribe. And this was a big difference because they were peaceful runaways who stood for freedom and not warriors or hunters. Greg retorted that he had not signed up for a wimpy group of hippies who played drums in the woods. And immediately, all four other boys informed him that he hadn't signed up for anything at all and was free to leave whenever he liked. Then the noble brotherhood feasted splendidly. They tore open bags of chips and cracked open jars of salsa. They passed around boxes of Cheez-Its and bags of Sour Patch Kids, and orange soda flowed freely into their plastic red cups. They completed their sumptuous feast with warm chocolate bars wedged between graham crackers because Porridge had forgotten marshmallows. Timmy, ever the vigilant Boy Scout, prepared a pot of oatmeal over the fire because it was good to have some food of nutritional value. This oatmeal became the subject of much critical discussion and was stirred and carefully tended to by all, then eaten by none. As the quiet chill of night settled over the camp, and the temporary sugar rush faded into a quiet stupor, the brotherhood lounged by the fire, waiting for scary stories. Leo explained with grave seriousness the exploits of a mutant owl, which had once haunted these woods and shredded tents with its talons, then carried away the helpless people inside. Do you think the mutant owl would take a sacrifice? Porge wondered, because we could totally offer it, Greg, You kidding? Greg grunted. I could take on a mutant owl in hand-to-hand combat any day. <laughs> I'd like to see it try and grab me with its smelly talons. This sparked a long and lively debate about how the fight between Greg and the mutant owl would actually play out, with Greg finally arguing that, so long as the mutant owl's beak didn't gouge out his eyes at an early stage of the fight, he could use his special hunter-like endurance to keep the owl in a chokehold until daylight, because owls only had strength at night. I'm tired, Jake said suddenly. Night, guys. He went to the tent. Porge and Greg went soon afterwards, still arguing about owls, Only Leo and Timmy lay outside by the coals of the fire, staring at the sky. We did it, said Timmy sleepily. We actually did it. This is just the beginning, said Leo. Think of everything that needs to be done. We have to build supply lines, guard houses, get ready for the police. I like running away, Timmy mumbled, then yawned. "Ah, It's fun. They listened to the creaking of trees overhead and all the hidden rustlings that made the world alive despite the darkness. Timmy wondered how many of those noises were caused by animals, and what size those animals might be. He strained his ears for any suspicious snapping of twigs. There was a chirp of insects, the whoop of toads, the mutter of the river, and, very faint, the whisper of cars over a distant bridge. Nothing strange or mysterious. And as the fire dimmed and the stars brightened, Timmy forgot about listening, and he just stared. He wondered what it would be like to live on one of those stars. Maybe someday he'd be up there, but he hoped that if he did, he'd have Leo with him. Otherwise it might get lonely. You scared? Leo asked suddenly. Not tonight, mumbled Timmy. Miss your mom? Nope. Same. I'm heading to sleep. I'm going to lay for a bit more, said Timmy. Can you poke porridge so he stops snoring? Timmy waited until the last bit of fire went out, so he could see as much of the stars as possible. Then he rolled onto his hands and knees and crawled into the tent to join his runaway friends. The Brotherhood had succeeded. They'd run away. And now, nestled in sleeping bags beneath the polyester blue and orange dome, there was little doubt in any of their minds. They were never, ever going back all right so because it is a two-part story uh, we're not going to talk too much about the story in the concluding interview today but there is a lot of like kind of fun podcasty type news to share and I thought I would talk about it with someone who is very committed to the podcast uh, who loves being on this podcast and so I have sitting across from me Jeffrey. Jeffrey wanna say hi to everyone? Hi. 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 How's it going podcast? Woo. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm fine. I'm fine. I th- 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 thank you for having me on, Mr. Tom. I I, I, I I'm, really, I'm really I'm really the stories, uh stories, stories great. Great stories. Um boy stories. Uh all my fans love you. <sighs> um here do you do you need like are you you seem really i mean you're kind of drooping in the chair um I did not get a lot of sleep last night oh oh what's wrong are you having are you sick now nice no, well well you called me yesterday and told, talked about podcast uh and i I was so so excited that i, I, I did I didn't sleep. You didn't, you didn't sleep at all. Whole night, didn't sleep. Uh, and then this morning, uh, had to go, had to go to school. So, so I, I went to my stash of, of Halloween candy, which I always keep under a floorboard and I recently added to with Easter candy. Uh, and I ate all of it. Uh, all of it? Are, are we, are we talking? We're talking like a lot of candy here? That's a lot of candy. That is enough for if, if my parents, if my mom knew, she would not, she would not, she would not be happy with me. Uh, okay, so, so you did not sleep. I, I did sleep. I was thinking about podcasts and all exciting, exciting things, but be, be a fan. So I'm a fan, Radio Rainbow. Okay, uh, you didn't sleep, and so in order to have enough energy to go to school, you uh consumed uh an enormous amount of candy and then and and I and I had a good day at school and Mr. L said stop uh, bouncing up and down all the time. It's okay, you can you can chill out, but I was I was really bouncing and everyone's like, Well Jeffrey, you're like super cool today and I was like, That's every day, whatever. Uh and then and then uh, afternoon and time came for a podcast and I I just I I'm tired. I just yeah, I, I i i crashed oh um well that's what happens when you have a lot of sugar and you don't sleep for over 24 hours yeah son-inlaw a wild ride wild ride okay um but we are recording this and uh thank you for coming anyway i would not miss it i would not miss it here we go podcast hi'm fans okay um does stay, stay awake on us maybe you can. Just uh, just kind of snap out of it and look at me and just just really focus. We only it's gonna be a short interview. Uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about some of the podcast statistics, some of the metrics, uh, some of the reviews because I think that's interesting for people. Um, and uh, I, you know, what what do you think about that? I think podcasts are great. Cool. Um, the oh by the way, did you like the story? It was it was fantastic. I thought it was so cool to hear a new story. Did 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 you? I fell asleep. Yeah, I fell asleep. Okay, I you know I, I thought so because when I was reading it, you were kind of sitting in the chair and well, I, I tried really hard to listen. But honestly, uh, Mr. Tom, uh, it, you're 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 a good writer, but the story is it, a work in progress. I, okay, I know it's a work in progress. I think. and I have a lot of uh, ideas on how to make it better. Oh, oh, you do? On, well, actually, like you could tell me because like I'm still working on them. So like, what, what, what do you? At, at what point did you fall asleep? Like, what? well, when I realized my name was not in the story. Oh, so, so I was I was trying really hard to stay awake, and then I was like, oh, this this story not about Jeffrey, and so I fell asleep. Okay, so. So my advice is you should put Jeffrey in the story. Well, I, okay, you can't be in every single story, Jeffrey. Uh, there has to be other characters. I, I am aware of that. I just think if you are interested in making this a good story, then you should put more Jeffrey in it. That's all. You know, That's what the people want. You got to give the people what they want, Mr. Tom. Uh, I think the the readers like other characters. So they like me. They like me. Uh, they do like you, but they... Ought- I've seen the reviews. Have you seen the reviews? I've seen the reviews. I look at the podcast reviews uh, on Apple Podcasts, and I write them down by hand uh, and then I make nice little, very cool, uh, borders around the reviews. So it says like, Jeffrey, my favorite character, uh, uh, whatever, like, you're the coolest ever, you're so swag. A lot of people think I'm swag. A lot of people think that. Uh, and so I elaborate, uh, the, I, I put borders and underlines and little squiggles and hearts and stuff. And then I take those beautiful, beautiful drawings of the reviews and I put them all over my wall. All over my wall. And then every night before I go to bed, I look at them and I say, Jeffrey, you have fans and you have fame, and you have fortune, and you are loved and then I go to sleep, except last night you didn't go to sleep no no, I did not go to sleep last night I was too excited, so that's the that's the that's the night that i did i i still i well, I, I looked at the review and i don't i don't want to let people down i gotta be i gotta whoo i gotta be. Energetic. And, and It's it's okay. You know, Jeffrey, you're doing a great job. You're honestly, for what you have been through in the last 24 hours or so, you are doing great. Hey, Thank, Thanks, Mr. John. I just I just really... I, do you have any candy? No, you know, I'm not going to give you any more candy. I think that that is not the right response to this. I just, you know, just a little bit. Just a, just a little bit of chocolate. No, no, that's uh-uh. You are going to finish this interview, and then you're going to go right home, and you're going to go to bed. Uh, I, you are not my mom okay but i think your mom would probably agree with me when she finds out how much candy you consumed this morning and the fact that you did not sleep last night that is true she will probably agree okay good um anyway so the story of the day which was pretty boring no okay not too boring um, but honestly, like, it's a work in progress. We're gonna keep workshopping it. I think that's a good idea. Uh, and, and if anyone else has ideas for, for the running away story, please write them and send them in and Mr. Tom will change the story. He'll change it completely. No. That, that is not how editing No, please, no. That's why he reads it on a podcast. It' because he wants everyone to, you know, everyone has ideas, right? So if you think it needs more Jeffrey, you just tell him that. Okay. No, that's, uh, that, do, do, don't tell me what you have, your thoughts about. I mean, unless you have good thoughts. If, if you like the story, you can tell me that, but no, no. It's, it's pretty clear. Not everyone liked the story. All right. A lot of people didn't like, they were disappointed. They wanted a red book. They got whatever this is. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, but you know, you should let them tell you that okay Jeffrey I did oh, sorry am I being rude yeah a little bit but it, it, we'll move over that I, I want to talk about the podcast statistics okay but you but you want to make sure that that all our listeners uh, that they can tell you how to write your books no that's not really what I want to communicate okay ready I'll I'll communicate it then don't worry uh listeners tell Mr. Tom how to write because no okay that's we're done okay we're moving on we're moving on I just have so many opinions about stories no no we're not we're not gonna talk about your opinions. you didn't even listen to the story all right you fell asleep maybe you would have liked it if you listened to it I thought there was a lot of Greg talking Greg talks too much. Okay, you, well, Greg talks a lot, and I'm just recording how things. Have, well, you yeah, know, he's also Greg's been making fun of me because he was saying, and Albert said this too. Mr. He said that every time I go on the podcast, I cry, and and that's that's sort of kind of true sometimes, but. I don't appreciate that at all. It's not. It's, I'm not a. I'm not a crybaby. Am I? Am cry I crybaby? No, you're not a crybaby. I don't. I don't cry on the podcast. Like no, sometimes, maybe once. Like a lot of times, but not really. I. I don't, I don't know anything anymore. I just. I just need like a little glass of. A glass of milk and go to bed. Yeah, I think you do. But you know, we were going to do the interview. Let's finish the interview. Yeah, okay. Uh, everyone tell Mr. Tom how to improve his writing. And no, that's not the point of the interview. That's not what we're talking about. We are talking about the podcast analytics. What's a, what's an analytic? The analytic it sounds pretty boring. No, it's not boring. Uh, Jeffrey, the analytics are how I can tell who's, who's listening to the podcast, right? Like actually, it's really interesting i can see where people are who are listening so i can see like the numbers of listens like how many people are listening to each episode and i can see where people are uh when they listen so i think that is that okay well it's a okay well where they are right where are they are they in their basement are they in their mom's car are they in a burger king no uh jeffrey i mean like where they are like uh like what state they're in. Oh. Okay. So what state are they in? Well, they're in all 50 states. Okay, well that's the most boring. No, no, it's they're in all 50 states um but we can see the top 3 states. Okay, what are the top 3 states, Mr. Tom? Um uh, <clears throat> I can see you're not as into this as I am. Uh but the number 1, so like this is uh, 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 it, it gives me percentages. So the percentages, and actually a lot of listeners are not in the United States. So like we have 9% of listeners on the podcast actually come from Canada. 5% are from the UK. What is, a, what's the UK? Uh The United Kingdom is a country that I just, can I... I mean, wait, is that where where is a history lesson now? No, no, it's not a history. Okay, well, anyway, there there's a the the biggest portion are from the United States, and within that portion, there are portions depending on the states. And these portion, like what kind of por- like a portion of pie? A por- no, like a portion of all listeners. You get percentages of those listeners. I I don't want to do math right now. Okay, uh, the number. Guess which state has the most listeners? That's what I want to get to. Guess which state? Okay. Ah. Uh, uh, Australia. No, Jeffrey, I mean state, not country. Uh uh okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um uh, 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 New York. New York, hey, that's a that's a state. New yeah, yeah, New York. My uh my grandpa lives there. Oh, cool, okay. Well it's not. It's not the one with the most listens. Oh, great. So I'm wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. Uh but you wanna you wanna guess again? No. No I don't. Okay. Uh, well, the state with the most lessons is Virginia. What's that? Virgi- Virginia is a state. Okay. Any anything? Well, Virginia it's it's right near Washington D.C. Uh, you know, the capital of the United States of America. Um, I I said I didn't want a history lesson. Well, it's not history. It's actually like it's what's happening right now. Like it's still the capital. It's not like the capital in the past. Okay, it's where the president lives. Well... Okay. Okay. So the president listens to your podcast now? Is that what you're saying? T- no, I don't think that the president listens to my podcast. Uh, I'm just saying that the most amount of listeners with 21% is Virginia. Now, second most with 19% is Maryland, which is right next to Virginia. Um, and I just think that's interesting because, of course, I'm from Maryland, uh so I'm not saying I play favorites, but what's uh why who cares? <laughs> okay. I, I don't you know, it's cool that you're from Maryland, that's great. I don't even know what a Maryland is. Uh it's a state. It is a state. And I'm pretty sure that you might be from a similar state. Like, aren't you are, aren't you from Maryland or Virginia? Like I thought you grew up in the DC area, Jeffrey. I don't know where I grew up. I live in a house. My mom takes me from my house to my school. Sometimes we go other places. But that's it i don't know i I think I'm, I, I'm i'm in the united states of america so yeah i'm in a state i don't know which state do i have to know huh yeah i mean that's probably a good thing for you to know like you should probably ask your mom what state you live in uh maybe when she's driving you home from the podcast yeah sure okay fine so maryland has some virginia has some yeah, and number three is actually the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C. And that's not a state. Oh, you, you knew that. Yeah, that's a city. That's not a state. Okay, uh, so you are a liar. Liar. You are a liar, liar, liar. Pants on fire. Okay, don't call adults liars, but you said there were states, and uh, Washington, for some reason, the podcast analytics classifies Washington, D.C. as a state. That's the third, and number four is California, okay? Those are the top four states. I thought that was interesting. Maybe it's not interesting. Uh, if you're in Maryland, you're right behind Virginia, so keep listening. Tell your other Maryland friends to listen, and it can be like a cool competition. I don't think anyone cares about that. Okay, well... I think, because what I can do, Jeffrey, is like throughout the season I can cycle back and be like, actually, Maryland now has more listeners, so like they're catching up. It's like a race. A race to what? Um, And who's the what does the winner get? Do they get like a prize? No, I, I don't know if they get a prize. It's just like, you know, pride, like bragging rights. Oh my gosh. I would be shocked if anyone were still listening to this conversation because I do not care. Okay. Um... The other thing I was going to say about the podcast, which I'm going to say very quickly, um, because you clearly want to go home, Jeffrey. I just, you know, all my fans, woo, here I'm here for you. Uh, sorry, Mr. Tom had a boring idea for the podcast with a boring story. But here we are. OK, uh, sorry. Sorry. I'm just going to plow forward um, the engagement rate of the podcast. So actually a lot of times podcasts, uh, like each episode has, has a rate of the average amount of time people listen to that episode. And with a lot of podcasts, the average amount of time people listen to each episode is like maybe like 60 or 70% of the episode, but our podcast, Jeffrey Boys stories, we have an insane engagement rate, right? So we have over 300% on most of the episodes which means that most episodes are being listened to uh more than three times like on average which is crazy because like we're not talking about just a few listeners here like we're talking about many many thousands of listeners and on average okay so they listen to the episodes a lot of course that like they're list- they they want to listen to me again and again well i, I think i think that's kind of cool right that they that that they would want to listen not just once and all the way to the end but like again and again right yeah, I mean it's duh. You've read the reviews. They love me. They love me. They 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 want they just want to keep listening to my voice. Okay, uh, that's not very humble. I'm very humble. I'm like the most humble. No, okay. Well, moving on. Uh, do you want to hear which episode actually has been listened to the most amount of times? Wait, wait, what? Yeah the the most amount of times. Oh, oh well. <laughs> Obviously, like Jeffrey's spelling test, right? Well, maybe not Jeffrey's spelling test. Oh, what, what, uh, which which episode was it? It, it, it? It's it's one with me, right? Right? Oh, uh, there has been a change in the body language here. You are suddenly focused. I well, I, I just want to know. I just I, this it, is very this is very interesting to me. This is a very interesting point. Where, 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 what's the most? What's the most? Who has the most listens? Who? Well, it's, it's not who. It's which story, right? Which which episode? I know, but there are different. People on different episodes. I just want to make sure that mine, uh, well, I, I, I just want to see. I just, I'm curious. Just curious. Okay. Uh, the most listened to episode, uh, I'm sorry, Jeffrey, is Greg Goes Driving. What? Yeah, no. It, it, okay. It Greg is like, uh, he's literally the most annoying, you No, know, you know, people like the story. I don't right? even know that story once. Like, not even my name. I, people listen to all the stories, Jeffrey. They, it's just that one they listen to the most. That's all. <laughs> I, I, I try so. No, don't cry. What would Greg say if he heard you crying? I'm not crying. It's just, what's the second one? The second one is uh, the spelling bee. Oh, Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, I can see that. I can see people liking that, like, second. Yeah. I mean, it could be first, like, it's probably pretty close, right? Well, uh, it is pretty close. Yeah, so people should just listen to the Spelling Bee a little bit more and, uh, bump that one up. Yeah. Okay, uh. I, I will say, though, because the Spelling Bee is the is the last one to be released. It's the first one that comes up uh, when you when you search the podcast on, like, Apple or, or any podcast platform. So it, it would make sense that it would get more views on a lot of them because it's, like, the first one that people would, like, if they're just testing out the podcast, they just test out, oh, the Spelling Bee. Let's see what this is about, you know? So, so uh, what are you trying to say? No, no, I'm just saying that it makes sense that that would be the second best. Like, you know, it. Whereas Greg goes driving, like that's like way at the bottom. So I feel like people might like choose to listen to that one more. Oh, okay. So, so the spelling test or the spelling B, the spelling B, my spelling B is not, it's not, it's, it's second, but it doesn't d- deserve to be. No, no, it does. I'm sure people really love that one. Uh, what's third? Um, I well let's move on. I did, No, no, what's third? Tell me what the third favorite is. Now. Uh the third favorite is <clears throat> uh come on. I can handle it. Uh, can you? Tell me. Okay. Uh the third favorite is Earthworm Sally. What? No, yeah, it's okay. That that doesn't that, I'm not in that one. I know you're not in that one. <laughs> what, what what? Why why even try? Why do I try? Why do I come? Why do I try? Why did, Jeffrey, no, it's 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 fine. Earthworm Sally is a good story. I think people like it. I am not even like not even once. Like not even in it. No, it's 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 Greg. You're interviewing Greg again. Yeah, what the heck? Oh my gosh. He is such a He's just so stupid. He's so annoying. Okay, Jeffrey, you shouldn't be saying that about your friend into the microphone. Okay, that's not appropriate. Can you apologize? I'm not apologizing for anything or anyone. Okay, you need to go to bed. Um If you know, maybe you you can encourage your fans to listen to the you uh, yeah yeah listen to the Jeffrey episodes. Okay, I put a lot of work into this. I this is this is the this is a big deal for me. And the fact that you would listen to Greg's episodes more than mine is, is disrespectful. And quite frankly, I'm, I'm disappointed. I am very disappointed in all my fans. Okay. Jeffrey, you shouldn't be too, I, you need to get your act together. I don't know what kind of judgment you got. Okay. Uh, the, the Jeffrey, this is how you lose your fans. I, I don't even care. If they're those type of people that would listen to Greg over me, then they are no fans of mine. Okay, then. I really think you're going to think differently after a night's rest. I look forward to having you on the podcast later in this season. And yeah, yeah. I already feel bad about what I said. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay, Jeffrey. Um, I think that was everything for so Well, okay, I had a couple other podcast analytics things, but it's it's. let's just move past it. No, is there more uh, more stuff about me? What's the fourth highest? What what's the fourth high? What, what's the fourth most listened to episode on the podcast? Let's uh, let's let's pull up the the analytics. Let's do this. No, Jeffrey, I I really no, tell me tell me what the fourth is. I need to know now. Okay, uh, Jeffrey is is looking a little bit scary uh, right now, and I think it's the lack of sleep. But please don't uh, tell the people on the podcast how scary I look. All right, just just pull up the analytics. Oh, look at you all, all analytic now. Okay. Well, I thought analytics were boring, but I need to know. Okay. Uh, number four is, oh, Why <clears throat> don't, we just, you know, we let, let's move, let's move on. I, no, well, what, what, what was it? Ah, uh, well, number three is Earthworm Sally, and actually, I didn't realize this, but Earthworm Sally is only like 10 plays behind the spelling beat, which is crazy. Uh, be- oh, oh, and the spelling beat doesn't even count because that was the first one, right? Uh, well, it was the second most played, but yeah, it's the first episode on the, on the thing. And are you trying to make me feel bad? No, no, Jeffrey, I'm sorry. Okay. We're moving past that. Uh, so tell me number four. Okay. Number four most played episode on the podcast is Mr. L gets pranked. Okay, I am not in that one either. Number five. Um. Wow. Uh. <laughs> number five is trench warfare. Number six. Number number si- number six is Jeffrey's spelling test. All right. The, t- the number six. Number six best. Uh, not bad. Not bad. Everyone hates me. Okay, that's not true. Um I did want to say though like people do I think because I can see the numbers people just listen to episodes again and again and again and I want to encourage you to share it you know make sure your friends can hear them too I think they should listen to them again and again but they should <sighs> they should only listen to the Jeffrey ones only the Jeffrey ones and that's it okay what's what's why why are there even the other episodes why do why don't we delete those no that's not a good idea um, and I also think I mean it's cool people like listening to things over and over again but I really honestly like this podcast like uh, the 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 more it's shared the better um, because then more boys can hear about the stories more boys can you know uh, listen listen to the podcast and I think we'll be able to enjoy it and, and you'll make more money right mm-hmm that's what this is about you'll make more money well I don't make any money from the podcast. This is, this is a labor of love, honestly. Well, whoop-de-doo, aren't you a great person? Uh, that sounded kind of sarcastic. Well, it was. Okay, Jeffrey, you shouldn't talk to an adult like that. That's not, that's not a way to get back on the next podcast. Maybe I don't want to go on the next podcast. Well, you know, at this rate, you're not going to be invited back. I, uh, I, I I do want to come back. I know you do because you like being on the podcast. I li- I like being on the podcast. Even if no one listens to my episodes, I like being on the podcast. People like your ep- people listen to your episodes, Jeffrey. They're just not the top episodes, and I don't think it's because of your interviews. I think it's because they really like the stories. They like the stories that that don't include me. No, okay, hang on. There are a lot of Jeffrey stories in the red book of stories, right? Uh huh. So there are actually less in the blue book. So with all the new Jeffrey content in the red book, we will see who, you know, which story really is the top and we can go back. I can, I can keep looking to see which is the most listened to episode and maybe, maybe one of yours will be bumped up a little bit. We'll see. I am looking forward to everyone uh, listening to red book of stories that include me. That, that is something that I am looking forward to. I am also looking forward to my bed. I Yeah, you are hopefully going to sleep for a long time. I'm going to sleep for the longest time. I might not ever wake up. Well, uh, I, I hope you wake up. I'm, not, I, I'm just going to sleep. I'm not going to wake up. Well, if you don't wake up, you're dead. Um, and it, That's what? No, I'm just sleeping. That's I'm sleeping forever. Um, like, like my great grandma, uh, my mom says she fell asleep forever. Okay. This is kind of awkward. Yeah. Cause I, I, I actually met, I met her many years ago and she was very old and she was just laying in the hospital bed. And then, uh, actually we went down there cause my, um, my mom says she wasn't doing too well. Uh, and then, uh, we didn't see her anymore. And my mom says cause she fell asleep forever. So that's what I want to do right now. Okay, Jeffrey, Um I you're you're in fifth grade, right? Uh huh. Okay. Uh, it, never mind. Hey, what now? What are you gonna say? No, it, you know, I just sometimes I think sometimes I I would expect fifth graders to have maybe more of a general knowledge about like how the world works. Are you saying I don't know how the world works? Um, cause I don't. Not at all. <sighs> Are we done yet? Okay. <laughs> this is a very interesting sleepy Jeffrey. Um, we are almost done. Well, uh, there was something else I wanted to say. I just, well, get it out so people can go home and sleep. Okay. Um, oh, there was, was going to be some things about um, kind of doing reviews on the podcast and Amazon reviews and then special contest giveaway I was going to run. But, well, you know, we'll get to that. Uh, in future episodes, there's going to be a lot of episodes to talk about that. So, Great. So, just wasting our time right now. Great. Awesome. Cool. Uh, are we done? Uh, Jeffrey, come on. Uh, you, you, this is... Think about your fans. Okay. Um, I'm in it. I'm here for the fans. Uh, are we done? Are we done for the fans yet? Okay. Um, yes. We are done. Uh, I just have to record a new conclusion for Season 2, and then this episode will be finished. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, it's been so fun for us. We hope it's fun for you. Th- I thought you were gonna record the conclusion, and not say it now. Can I go home? Yes, please go. Just go home. Just go, Jeffrey. Hi. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Love you. Thank you. Bye. All right. Jeffrey is getting up and he is staggering towards the door. Uh, no, it's a it's a pull, Jeffrey, not a push. Yep. Okay. Bye now. I hope he makes it to the parking lot. Um. All right. Season two. This has been a Boy Stories podcast production written and performed by the author Tom Longano. The Red Book of Stories and the Blue Book of Stories are available on Amazon.com. You can also get signed author copies on TomLongano.com. This podcast has been produced by the legendary George Martin and... If you like the podcast, please do leave a rating and a review, whether on the Apple Podcast site or if you like the stories, you can leave a rating and a review on Amazon. We read all the reviews and uh, we really, really appreciate them. Uh, Please do share with friends as well. And if you have any questions uh, for Tom Longano or any of the characters and you'd like your question to be featured on a podcast, uh, you can... Email Tom Longano through the contact portal on TomLongano.com. You can also record a voice message on Anchor, and then you will get your voice on the podcast. Very exciting. Thank you so much for listening. This has been so much fun for us, and we hope it is just as much fun for you. See you next time.